are glad you could join us today for the Concepts of Faith broadcast. This program is dedicated to teach you how to put the Word of God to work so that it will make a positive difference in the everyday circumstances of your life. And now, here's Charles Caps. Mark's the only one that records this. You see, he says, as soon as he had spoken, immediately the leprosy departed from him. Now, you see, Jesus was anointed with the Holy Ghost and healing power, but when he laid hands on him, the man didn't get healed. You know why? Because he had faith, but he doubted. He believed God could, but he didn't know whether he would or not. So he had great faith that God could and that Jesus could, but he did not know didn't have a working knowledge of the will of God concerning him. Therefore, he didn't receive. But as soon as he had the word, as soon as it rained on his desert, it produced for him. So you see, we must have the seed and the water. Now we're talking about the word of God being the seed, the water, and also the means of bringing light. David said, the entrance of the word bringeth light. Now go with me over to Isaiah, the 55th chapter. Let's begin with verse 10. Well, let's back up. I don't believe we can start there. Let's back up and start verse 7. Let the wicked forsake his ways and the unrighteous man his thoughts, and let him return unto the Lord. And he will have mercy upon him, and to our God, for he will abundantly pardon. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, saith the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts." Now, if you're not careful, you see, here's some of these religious ideas that I was talking about a while ago, that we must take the water of the Word and purge and cleanse ourselves of. You hear people all the time saying, well, you know, God says His ways are higher than our ways, and that His thoughts are higher than our thoughts, and higher than the heavens are above the earth. Well, He did say that, all right. You see, they had the seed, but they didn't have the water that went with it. See, now here's the water that goes with it. Look at verse 7. Let the wicked forsake his ways and the unrighteous man his thoughts. He's talking to the wicked and the unrighteous man. He said, your ways are not my ways. To the wicked and unrighteous man, you need to forsake your ways and come on up to my ways. And then, you see, we can walk in God's ways. We are capable of operating on the same level of faith with God We must be because Jesus said, all things are possible to him that believeth. So we can operate in God's ways, there's no doubt about it. But now there's a prime example, you see, of somebody having a seed, but they didn't have the water. So what it did, instead of blessing them, it held them in bondage. Well, you know, God said that we can't attain to his way. No, he didn't say that at all, see. But you see, what was meant to be a blessing to you, if you don't have the water for it, it won't produce for you. Essentially, it becomes a curse to you, to where you can't even operate in that. Because you think it says something else. Then come down to verse 10. For as the rain cometh down, and snow from heaven, and returneth not thither, but watereth the earth and maketh it to bring forth and bud, that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater, so shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please, and it shall prosper in the thing whereunto I sent it. Now, as the rain comes down and snow from heaven, it returns not thither, but watereth the earth. Not long ago I saw a documentary on Ethiopia. And if you remember for several years, they've had a severe drought over there and it just showed the barren land and trees that were dead. What few little trees there were there were dead. There was just sand as far as you could see, nothing alive growing. 
But then later they showed when the rains come, in the rainy season, when the rains would come, within a few days it would just be green everywhere. The seed was already there, but it had no water. And it was just a barren desert. I mean, folks just dying by the thousands because it wouldn't produce anything. But when it rained in the desert, it forced production in that soil. That soil had no choice. When the water got on it, it forced production. I don't know about you, but I didn't talk myself happy about this. Hallelujah. <laughs> it forces production. Now, what am I saying? Compare this to what Jesus said in Mark, the fourth chapter, the kingdom of God is if a man cast a seed into the ground. The seed is the word. The soil is the heart. And he said he cast the seed into the ground and he should sleep and rise night and day and the seed should spring and grow up and he knoweth not how. But you see, we know that that seed must be watered. So the person that does not understand that the word being the seed and planted in the heart is still must have some understanding of it to cause it to produce. Because there's a lot of people have the word of God in their heart, but they don't have any water to go with it. Take, for instance, I heard a minister on radio just a few weeks ago, and I'm not belittling the man because, you know, if you just don't know any better, you can't do any better, and you can't teach any better if you don't have knowledge of it. But he was talking about the fact that somebody had asked him a question about what Paul said in 2 Corinthians 8 and 9, where it says, You know the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, though he was rich, yet for your sakes he became poor, that ye through his poverty might be made rich. And he said, oh, well, now, he said a lot of the charismatics, they try to use that scripture as a prosperity scripture for financial prosperity. But he said, you see, that was just talking about spiritual things. Jesus made us rich spiritually. Well, certainly, Jesus made us rich spiritually. There wouldn't anybody contest that. But yet, in the context of that scripture, you see, in fact, in both the 8th and the ninth chapter, of 2 Corinthians, it is not talking about spiritual things. It's talking about money, finances. That's what he's talking about. In fact, Paul in one place there, I think it was in one of those chapters, he said, take up the offering before I come. Don't do all together and after I get there. But now here's the point I wanted you to see. See, now here's a man that has the word, all right. He has the seed, but you see, it's going to hold him in bondage, actually, In fact, he went on to say that it's not God's will that we be prosperous, you know. Jesus said, blessed are the poor, you know. And you hear people say that. Now, see, they have the word, all right. They have a seed. And the Bible says, Jesus said, the word of God is the seed. Well, they have a seed, all right. But you see, if they don't have the water to go with that, they may become a barren desert. They may starve. They may starve spiritually, financially, and physically and every other way because the thing that was given them to be a blessing to them turns out to be a curse because it was not rightly divided. See, they didn't have an understanding of it. See, by the washing of the water of the Word, it'll cleanse you. And Jesus said, He purgeth it. The water is what will clean you up. And you use the Bible to interpret the Bible. Use Scripture to interpret Scripture. Now, let's just look at that for a minute. You know the grace, uh, turn to it there. You know the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, though He was rich, yet for your sakes He became poor, that you, through His poverty, might be, didn't say He would be, said you might be, 
made rich. Now, he's not talking about everybody having a million dollars. What he's saying is the word rich there means abundance. Now, Jesus suffered the curse of the law. See, Galatians 3.13 said Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, being made a curse for us, that the blessing of Abraham might come upon the Gentiles through Jesus Christ. So then, the curse of the law, as spoken of in Deuteronomy, was threefold. It was poverty, sickness, and spiritual death. Now, Jesus had to suffer it all. If he didn't suffer it, then we'd have to. Because he suffered the curse of the law, then we don't have to suffer it. So what Paul was actually saying was that because Jesus suffered it for you and he became poor, so you could have abundance. And you wouldn't have to suffer that. Now you can, but you don't have to. But you see, if you have that scripture, you have the seed, all right, but if you don't have the water, it won't produce for you. Now an individual that thinks that that just means spiritually, well, now he could be blessed spiritually, all right. And certainly that is more important than financial blessing. There's no doubt about that. But who said you had to choose between the two? I mean, Jesus made it available, all of it to us, abundant life, you see. So it's not a matter of one of them not being more important than the other. Certainly spiritual things are more important than physical things. But yet, we've got to deal with the here and now. And it didn't say that we had to make a choice there. Now, the Bible teaches us not to trust in riches, And you see, some people get all bent out of shape because of the prosperity message. Well, some of them have the seed, but they don't have the water. They don't have any understanding of it. And because someone has taken the seed and planted it in the wrong manner and watered it with a bucket of sand, they're still dry and in the desert. Because if you take the verse of Scripture there in 2 Corinthians 8 and 9 and say it only means spiritual things, then you've watered it with sand. Because that is not what he's talking about. A 12-year-old boy that could read could understand that if he read both those chapters that he's talking about, finances. Well, see the thing that was given us to be a blessing then, if you don't have a good understanding of it, Satan will steal it from you. And that's really what it means when Jesus said, Anyone heareth the word of the kingdom and understandeth it not. So that's why Paul told Timothy, he said, Study to show thyself approved, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Because if you don't rightly divide it, the word will become a curse to you. Now, that may sound strange to you. Somebody can say, well, how in the world could the word become a curse? Well, Jesus said himself, he that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. Isn't that good news? Thank God anyone can be saved that will come to Jesus. He that believeth not, though, see, let's go with the rest of it. He that believeth not shall be damned. Now, the being damned is just as important as the other part of it as far as Jesus was concerned because it's going to prove out to be true. But certainly, we want everybody to be saved, but not everybody will because some of them have been watered with a bucket of sand. God bless you. We do appreciate you joining us for the Concepts of Faith broadcast today. Before I leave the broadcast, we have a DVD offer today, offer number 7884. It's entitled, The Intent of the Word. 
You know, the intent of what is said in the Word of God is important and sometimes more important than what was said. If you don't get the intent of it, you will miss the truth of the matter. It's a 90-minute DVD for $20 plus $4 postage and handling, a total of $24. In Luke, the 11th chapter, you will find that it says, Jesus said to the disciples, Which of you shall have a friend, and shall go to him at midnight, and say unto him, Friend, lend me three loaves. For a friend of mine is in his journey coming to me, and I have nothing to set before him. He that within shall answer and say, Trouble me not, the door is now shut, my children in bed, and I cannot rise and give thee. I say unto you, though he will not rise and give him, because he is his friend, yet because of his importunity, or barefacedness, or boldness, he will rise and give him as many as he needeth. Now, you've heard people say, well, you know, Jesus just teaching us, just keep on asking, keep on pestering God, till finally he'll give in. But you'll notice the intent of what is being said here. Now, I know that the word importunity can mean to keep on keeping on, but when you say the importunity of faith, you have changed the meaning of the word. Because faith just asks once and just keeps standing there and standing there and standing there until they receive. And Jesus said, I say unto you, ask and it shall be given unto you. Seek and you shall find. Knock and it shall be opened to you. Everyone that asketh receiveth. He that seeketh findeth. To him that knocketh it shall be opened. So this is not saying that you just keep on praying the same prayer. It is an importunity of faith. When you ask, you believe you receive. That's offer number 7884. It's called The Intent of the Word. 90-minute DVD for $20 plus $4 postage and handling. We have a toll-free order line, 1-877-396-9400. Until tomorrow, this is Charles Capps reminding you the enemy is defeated, God is exalted, and Jesus is coming soon. To order the product offered today, call 1-877-396-9400 or write Charles Caps, P.O. Box 69, England, Arkansas, 72046. A complete list of CDs, books, and DVDs are available online at charlescaps.com. Through the website, you can listen to this radio program again and subscribe to our podcast. This broadcast is sponsored by Charles Capps Ministries and our listeners in this area.